right. Hope everybody's having a good Thursday. Welcome to December. Yeah, it's one of those scary days every year where I start to realize, wait, it's December 1st? So that means Christmas is in that many days? Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, A lot of football to get to as well. It's Chad and Zay on this Thursday. We hope you're having a good one. Cool and crisp outside. Football weather, and there's a lot of it to talk about. Plus, there is a monstrous basketball game to talk about as well. And uh, I am Chad Hastings, joined as always by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What's poppin', Chad? Happy December, everybody. Hopefully, raindrop buckets get dropped on the Blue Jays' heads tonight by guys like Tyrese Hunter, Serge Barry Rice, and Marcus Carr. Big opportunity for Texas to, Huge. Keep, to keep it going tonight. They've got a uh, – I mean, they just – everything about the Gonzaga game went their way. Every part of it. Just nothing could go – it wasn't – I mean, it wasn't quite like, you know, Cowboys – what was it, 40-3 to against the Vikings? Is that how bad it got? Was it yeah. that bad? It's bad, right? Yeah, sounds about right. Wasn't quite that, but man, there was a good long period of time. Zay, I know from what's fair to say there, was it at halftime or was it just a few minutes past halftime where you, as a Longhorn fan, really got to sink into that one and realize, oh my God, they're not just going to beat Gonzaga; they're going to dump truck them. Yeah, I mean, I was feeling it before in the exhibition game against Arkansas because I know that Arkansas team is super talented and they'll be a team to deal with in March. So I felt it then, but even more so against Gonzaga. And now you got another big test tonight against the Creighton Blue Jays. We are going to talk about that matchup coming up also uh, at 1230. Great news if you're a college football fan and you want expansion, this weird path to a college football expansion. Got a little closer yesterday with a key figure, not figure, a key game, uh, the Rose Bowl, making a move that helps uh, the expansion out. So we'll get to that. In the crap bag, I have taken a look at Army and Navy's uniforms for next Saturday, and as always, they hit every detail. We'll get into that, plus an NFL uniform piece of news that I had missed until yesterday. That's all coming this hour. 105, Jeff Howe from Horns 24-7. You just heard him walking out uh, here on Light the Tower. Uh, Also check out the great work at Horns 24 247.com. Jeff will join us at 105. A little basketball preview. We'll talk football as well. Brian Jones of CBS Sports at 205 to talk championship week and some other stuff too. Right now, though, let's go specs, set, piece, and let's talk Longhorn Hoops, shall we? The Specs Set Piece is brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. The biggest saves of the match start at Specs, official partner of Austin FC. Specs, the fun starts here. Yes, indeed. It was fun for Longhorn fans at the Moody Center for that Gonzaga game. Will it be fun tonight against Creighton? This is a top seven matchup, in case you didn't realize. Creighton Blue Jays off to a nice 6-1 and one start. The one loss, you've heard about it. It's a close, razor-thin loss to Arizona, who is good once again this year. Lost by two in the finals in Maui. They played other good teams in Maui that they handled. And, of course, Texas handled Gonzaga. So, Zay, let me throw it to you to start here. Where's your, where's your mindset as you go into this uh, Texas-Creighton matchup tonight? 
I think this is going to be the toughest test of the season thus far. We'll see what it looks like next week with Illinois, which will also be a tough test. But you talk about the Gonzaga game. I just mentioned the Arkansas game. I think Creighton at this point of the season is better than both of those teams. And Hmm. I also think what they bring to the table could really hurt the Longhorns. And it starts with their big man, uh, Ryan Coltbrenner. I mean, Coltbrenner. I mean, he's seven foot one. He could shoot the three. He's averaging 16 a game. Last year, he was Big East Defensive Player of the Year, so he blocks a lot of shots, and he's going to be a tough one to deal with because if you add the four other players, which they're all Swiss Army knives, the four other players are basically guards. That's starting five. They might have the best, if not one of the best, starting fives in all of the country. Ryan Kochbrenner, he could really go. And the game that they lost, Chad, in Maui to Arizona, they faced another big man from the Arizona big man. The African brother hmm. just dominated him was just with his mass. And the Horns don't have that. Christian Bishop, he's athletic, but he's not big like that. Dylan Zasu, he's getting back to that form that, you know, people saw at Vanderbilt, but he's still not quite there where he probably – you know, would prefer to be, but he's still playing good basketball. They did a ter- terrific job against Drew Timmy in that Gonzaga game. And kind of like Colt Brenner, Drew Timmy, the, the Achilles heel is having the big man come on the outside and having him guard on pick and rolls and action there. And I thought Dylan DeSue, Brock Cunningham, and Christian Bishop, they did a really good job of making Drew Timmy work. On the outside, I thought Christian Bishop had a reverse layup. That was nice. Dylan Tassou hit a couple threes, a couple of pick and pops with passes from Tyrese Hunter and Marcus Carr. So if those guys can contribute, I think those bigs will be the X factor all season long because Serge Abari Rice, you you can tell he can play and he's going to be a, a key attribute for this team and their success. Clearly Tyrese Hunter, what he's brought in from Iowa State, he's just been big time. And Marcus Carr, he's playing the best ball that he's ever played since getting to the 40 so those bigs they really have to come along but what's worrisome which I've been talking about all season long Timmy Allen still hasn't had that good game yet I mean he's only averaging five points right now that's crazy to think of a guy who was first team all pack 12 when he was at Utah so if he could get involved and Texas has been playing great basketball I'm not saying that Timmy Allen hasn't been good but he probably hasn't been to what his expectations should be and that's being a top big 12 player uh, in the conference and he has hasn't really been that but he's done the little things I thought I think he's been a little uh, with this up-tempo style that Chris Beard has put in this season and has allowed these guys to really thrive in I think Timmy Allen has kind of went a little too fast when he's gotten the ball. He's had a lot of charges called on him this year. So if he could take a step back and be a little bit more under control, then the sky's the limit for the horns. But this is going to be the toughest matchup they've had all season. Yeah, I was definitely going to ask you about, I know you've been concerned about the kind of lack of Timmy Allen, the fact that it hasn't come along yet. So far from what you – and this is going to be a great test tonight to find out. But do they have the chemistry and team around him right now to allow him to come along, to allow it to develop? Do you think that's kind of what we're watching here? Or is it is there something about maybe the way this team is constructed that is, I'm not going to say keeping him from the development, but like, are, I guess what I'm asking is, 
are you more excited about where this team is than you are concerned about the Tim, uh, Timmy I'm, Allen? I'm more thing? excited about okay. where this team is because the fact that they are still playing good basketball with him struggling in a sense, and he's not struggling overall, just really offensively. Like his defense right. has been solid. He's made some good passes at times. He's just, you know, he's had a lot of charge calls this season, just running guys over, and that's just being getting out of your comfort zone. I mean, he's one of those guys, he likes to play at a little slower pace, so it might take a little longer for him to beat up tempo. He's not a Dylan Mitchell guy, which Dylan Mitchell, Dylan Mitchell, he could be huge tonight for the Horns, but he, he's not one of those guys, so having to adjust his game and play that up-tempo style, like Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter, they're coming down the court and shooting the ball without even making the pass at times. We didn't see that last year. Mm-hmm. So that, for a guy like Timmy Allen who likes to post up and take multiple dribbles and ISO out at times, this is a bit of a transition for him. But he'll get it. It's been early in the season, and you know he'll, he'll figure it out. So one of the interesting stats that I noticed looking at these two teams by comparison, you've talked about just how much Creighton relies on their starters. Creighton has four starters that average 28.7 minutes per game or more. Four of the five. Texas has none, not one player that averages that much. Their highest uh, their highest is up, up at 29.4. The Longhorns' highest, they do have a guy at 27 with Marcus Carr, but they don't have anywhere near that kind of concentration. What they do have, Zay, is a spread-out number of minutes. Do you think, especially with what we saw with the Longhorns, the fast break points against Gonzaga, really felt like they liked the tempo, they liked to go, entertain the crowd, dunks started happening here and there. Do you think Texas can not only beat Creighton tonight, could they run them out of the building the same way? I don't think they can run them out the building. I think they can for sure beat them, but Creighton, Greg McDermott, this team is very fundamentally sound. And Yes, I just talked about Ryan uh, Kochbrenner, but the rest of their guys, Arthur Kaluma, he could really go. He's a Swiss Army knife dude around 6A, can shoot from the outside, put the ball on the deck, is a solid rebounder. Ryan Nimhard, which Longhorn fans should recognize that last name, uh, at, for the Gonzaga game last year, his brother, Andrew Nimhard, played at Gonzaga last year, now is in the NBA playing for the Indiana Pacers. That's a, why I know that name. Hit a huge... Okay. Yeah, Andrew Nimhard hit a big game winner against the Lakers a few nights ago, so okay. he's clearly doing decent in the league. And, yeah, little bro plays exactly like him. Tough physical, controls the game, can shoot from the outside. And Marcus Carr, he's very familiar with the Nimhards because uh, both of those guys, they're from Canada. So he he knows about the Nimhard brothers. And I think he grew up playing with Andrew Nimhard back in, the, back in the day during his Ontario days. But, yeah, Trey Alexander, he could get a bucket anytime he wants. He has the ultimate green light where he could just create for himself. So the matchups are going to be crazy for this game. My favorite player on their team, though Baylor Shireman Mm. he I think has the most NBA potential on this team he's like a left-handed Mike Miller he's a transfer from uh, South Dakota State where I want to say he was first team all conference in that conference maybe MVP of the conference he's a Nebraska kid yes born in Nebraska yes rocket number 55 looks goofy rocks this headband but he's anything (laughs) but that he will shoot it from NBA distance and then some has a quick release a good rebounder they'll put him in pick and roll situations where he can make plays with Colt Brenner and they're a good little uh, tandem when 
when they're orchestrating that pick and roll, and he's a really, really good passer. So he scares me the most out of anybody mm. on this team. I, I think that's a tough matchup for anyone. Oh, it sounds like a six seven guard that's that versatile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if his shots fall in, look out. And I think that will be the Timmy Allen matchup tonight. They'll probably put Brock on him at times, maybe a little Dylan Mitchell. So the matchups are going to be immaculate. I mean, Tyrese Hunter versus Nimhard. you got Trey Alexander for Marcus Carr. I'm sure they're going to switch at times. Who knows when Arterio Morris is going to get his shot, but we damn sure know he ain't scared. Every time he has the ball in his hands, he's looking to make a play for himself and for others. So I'm excited about the game tonight. This should be a hell of one. Yeah, one of our guests this week pointed out that offense versus defensive matchup the you know the that you would think of immediately with Chris Beard the style he likes to run on defense and how Texas can shut teams down these numbers for Creighton you've mentioned some of them already Colt Brenner you mentioned he was good from 3 it's 42.9% it's 43% from 3 but Alexander is 45 Nemhart is 42 and uh, Shireman, who you just talked about, is 44% from beyond the arc. As a team, they shoot 38, but their starters are. Four of the five are over 42% from beyond the arc. They are going to shoot them. They're go- they want to get out there. Texas is going to have to get out on the three-point line. And, you know, let- let's be 100 right now. Playing in the Moody is a little bit different than playing in that small-ass gym at the Maui Invitational. That, mm. shoot, that perception is kind of like the bubble when the NBA yeah. bubble and the Lakers won it. Like, it. It's different. It's like it has a high school feel. So now they're coming into a big-time arena. Who knows when people will get in because that's 6 o'clock tip that's a weird time that messes with people right that messes with people chris beard already said it in his presser if you could take off early go ahead i think he sent out uh written oh the excuses for for the job yeah yeah yeah. so it it, it could be interesting but still it's 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 more of a college basketball arena nba type arena for creighton that's going to be their first true road test and it's completely different from the maui invitational which Mm. you get your fans there they'll they'll have some fans here but it'll be different for them and i don't know if they'll shoot as well especially with that pressure that Chris Beard defenses always apply. It's a good point. I think it's that they don't have air conditioning in that building and the rim expands. <laughs> is that what happens in yo, Maui? I, is that what it is? At the was it the Lahaina Civic Center? Yo, people who have the red light go to Maui and they're like Reggie Miller. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yep. And the rims are very soft and stuff. Like, yeah, it, it ain't no moody. So hopefully that that'll be an adjustment for the Blue Jays. Tonight. That must be why everybody in Hawaii is in such a good mood. They know the rims are soft over there. <laughs> they just know the shots are going to go in. Texas and Creighton, remember, 6 o'clock start, as Zay mentioned. So please, if you are a Longhorn fan and you want to be part of the corral and part of the energy and part of the excitement, it is a 6 o'clock start. That means we will get, uh, get you to pregame at 5.30 right here on the Horn. Also on Coke FM, remember all men's basketball games on the Horn and Coke FM throughout the season. Um, you mentioned NBA briefly, and not that there's a whole lot of NBA stories to, to dig into right now, although Luka and a 40-point triple-double was nice to see the other night against the, the Warriors. This scoring's been crazy. This, as of late, this past week, the scoring has been crazy in National Basketball Association. I need you to help me walk through this story because it is one I've never seen in my life. We've had plenty of situations where an athlete says to the media, Y'all need to ask me about the game. Why aren't you asking me about the game? We don't need to be talking about all that all off-the-court stuff. 
But now we have a legendary athlete, one of the biggest names in his world, saying to the media, how come y'all aren't asking me about that side story? How come y'all aren't asking me about my reaction to a story that has nothing to do with my sport? LeBron James last night after, and they lost, I believe, again, correct? Oh, they, no, they won last they night. They didn't win that game. They won last night. They won, night. I'm sorry, you're right. Okay. So they won the game, but... Instead of dealing with all just their issues or whatever, he just stopped and said, before I go, I'm just surprised you guys haven't asked me about that Jerry Jones picture. <laughs> and then he kind of laid out a little bit of an explanation. He didn't let anybody talk. He didn't let anybody ask him a question, and he just walked out. What would you make of it? Uh, I kind of, barely, a little bit get what he's saying, but also it's not the same sport. LeBron, you have a personal relationship with Kyrie Irving. So the fact that he made such a big stand, I guess, and said what he said, people are going to ask you, LeBron, because you're the face of the league. Yeah, they were teammates. And yeah, and you have a personal relationship. Yeah. You won a title with him in Cleveland. Not L.A., not Miami, in Cleveland, which is extra special to your heart because you're from that area, so you should have something to say about it. This Jerry thing, I, I, I kind of get what he's saying, but also, <laughs> LeBron, you're, you're reaching, dog. It was a weird gotcha in that moment, especially after you know that situation they're in. They're not playing great ball, and they're just trying to figure some things out. For him to end the presser that way with this weird, like, Aha! Like he really thought that was profound, and it kind of landed flat in the room. It's like what? Yeah, the, I I didn't I didn't get it either. I mean, yeah, that was that was very strange, very strange. And like you said, there's a I, I kind of sort of, I but see it, yeah. ugh, that was that was weird. Jerry was just scouting, by the way. There was no wrong in the photo. He was just scouting, looking for talent. That was so weird, and and you know, for the so far from everything I've heard, the reaction I heard from Jerry. I, I, st- I still haven't heard the part where everybody gets mad. I still haven't heard the part. We don't. There's no proof of anything that was going on in that picture. And then Jerry kind of, to me, said what he needed to say. Look, I didn't know exactly what was going on in that moment, but it is, it is a reminder that I don't want to be near stuff like that. Yeah. That was his first reaction. So it's like, all right. Yeah, Even at 80 uh, years old, he was able to say that. Yeah, all I could say from it, puberty was not good to Jerry at that age. That's all I'll say. He was not a handsome man. He wasn't a good-looking dude. He was not a handsome man. (laughs) Yeah, that is weird. So now, not only do I I think it was weird that the media sort of dragged that Jerry Jones story into existence around the holidays and tried to make it into something, but the fact that LeBron would do it coming off of, and we're well, you know, you're past... Thanksgiving now, and uh, and for him to bring that up, I thought that was really strange. Uh, but that story is out there. You may see that. In fact, it is the top story at ESPN.com. LeBron, why no questions about Jerry Jones' pick? Whoa. Yeah. On another note, during our very long three-hour meeting last night, I was watching Devin Booker drop 51 in three quarters on the Chicago Bulls. Oof. NBA League Pass exclusive. Like I, that, that always Stuff like that always makes me feel good of why I pay for League Pass. Because sometimes I'm like, gosh, I'm just wasting money. And then right. times like last night, I was like, okay, I'm getting my money's worth because that was very impressive. That was, yes, that was impressive. He went abs- – and that was just three quarters, you just said? Just three quarters. Oh, my God. Just three quarters. And there's a rumor going around that him and Kendall ain't together no more. Oh. So, you know, I love that. When you could take that anger out, oh, she thought she could leave me, and she thought that I'd be down and do worse without her. Check this out. My game's only going to increase. 
That's what he, he he hates that he gets Kobe comparisons. He's so much like Kobe, it's ridiculous. He doesn't have the athleticism that Kobe had. That's what definitely separates them. Kobe's, I was gonna say, what would Buck, why would you not want to be compared to Kobe? I, I feel like he puts Kobe on such a big pedestal. It's like it's offensive. Oh. Like nobody should be. Oh, he takes to that. it as an offense to he, Kobe. Yes, he oh, takes it like oh, I see. Okay. Like Kobe's in a league of his okay. own, and I I respect that, but. He's as close to Kobe that I've seen, but he just doesn't have the athleticism that Kobe had, which Kobe would dunk on anybody. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, since I saw this, we'll finish up a little NBA discussion with this one. Last night, uh, Giannis had another big game. 37, 13, and 7 was, yeah. his, was his line. He, uh, he now joins. He got, in, it got him into a tie for fifth place on the list for most games with 30, 10 boards, five assists, and you shoot 50% for the game. He's got 82 of those games in his career. 82, tied with Carl Malone. 91 for LeBron James in fourth place. Third place is the big O, Oscar Robertson at 99. Wilt Chamberlain did it 116 times. And number one, Zay, you got a guess? It's not Wilt. Kareem. Very good. Kareem. Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar with 141 <laughs> instances of 30, 10, and 5, and 50% shooting. That is crazy. So, uh, shout out to the freak. Like, the- I don't know what position he is. Like, when he ends his career, you know how we say Michael Jordan, best shooting guard of all time. Well, best player of all time, but definitely best shooting guard of all time. People put Magic, best point. Maybe Braun, best small four. Like, maybe people put Larry Bird, et cetera. Right, and Duncan's your power yeah, forward, Duncan's maybe, power or whatever. Yeah, right. et cetera. I don't know what position he is. Giannis, you mean. Giannis. Yeah. But if we say power forward, let's say power forward. He'll be right there with Timmy if he keeps winning rings. Because I think he'll pass Karma alone. That's the only person that's hmm. close. And, you know, we could get real specific with things. Like, is Timmy really a power forward being at seven foot while you got Hakeem Olajuwon, who's 6'10", as a center, and might be more agile and athletic? But that's a different story for a different day. I, when Giannis hangs it up, he'll go down as maybe a top 15, top 10 player because the stuff that he's doing is just bonkers. It's crazy, yeah, to, to see him added to lists like that. Now tied with Carl Malone, who you just mentioned. So it tells you the kind of uh, company he is keeping. A lot of stuff going on in the NBA right now, on and off the floor. Uh, and again, tonight on the floor at the Moody Center, it's Texas and Creighton. We'll be talking about that throughout the day. Get Jeff Howe's thoughts on it coming up at 105. Up next, though, CFP expansion is coming, and now – It is coming a little sooner than we thought. We'll get you the latest on that. Plus, talk Big 12. The all-Big 12 team was released, and some Longhorn fans are not happy about one particular thing. We'll tell you what it is on the horn. Always like this one. Message in a bottle from the police. Early to mid-80s. I think. Maybe this is a little before that. 
This might be late 70s into the early 80s. I always like this. The police had a lot of, lot of stuff on MTV back in the day. Uh, Every Breath You Take was one of their first big ones, but this is one I always liked. The Police get us started today. You listen to any police growing up? Staying or anything? Nope. No? Nope. CC and Andy weren't jamming that, no. unfortunately. No, it's uh, a jam. No it's a bop, as the kids will say. No sting music at, like, Bowie basketball practice back in the day? No. Get, only, the, get only, the kids hyped up? Only sting I know is Scorpion Deathlock. All right, well, I can appreciate that. <laughs> you respect that, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can definitely appreciate that. You can see him coming down from the rafters oh, with, man, a with bat, the bat, the, oh. the crow makeup. Sting is here! Sting is here! Tony Schiavone screaming <laughs> at that level where you thought he might think it's actually all real. Like, yeah. it's just, oh, man, it's right there. Like, Tony Schiavone never got a copy of the script. I guarantee you. They wanted it to be natural, kind of like the JR thing. Right. JR never knew. Did you know that? No. JR didn't want to know the results. He wanted to call it naturally. That's dope. I never knew that. Yeah. So every time you, whatever, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock and The Undertaker, whoever it was, he would go into it painting that picture and whatever was about to happen, he just sort of, you know, Montreal screw job, whatever it was. Yeah. He just told it the way it happened. And that way he didn't actually know the finish. So quick, quick question here. Yeah. Bret Hart, Sharpshooter, and the Scorpion Deathlock. Same move, right? Uh, Bret Hart's Sharpshooter and the Scorpion Deathlock. Very, ooh, very similar, I believe. The Sharpshooter and the Deathlock. Wrestling nerds, let's get a, uh, a ruling on that. Stu, if you're out there, Suplex Stu, <laughs> let me know. I think they're similar. But which submission was better in your eyes? Like, which one? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... Brett. Brett. I'll lean towards Brett because he just made everything look so damn good. Okay. I'll go with him. Okay. He made it look like it hurt like hell. Okay. I'm probably staying on the other You're side. Sting guy. I feel like I was right before watching Brett. Like I, I, I came in right before Brett kind of, you know, said I'm done with the biz era. I mean, I came in after that. I'm sorry. You were right, right after. I was okay. right after. Yeah, that. yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, there was some good. Some good stuff from Mr. Hart back in the day. Uh, and, of course, we have sports guys talking wrestling for you Wednesday nights if you're a wrestling freak. And right now, Vice is just throwing all kinds of wrestling out there for you if you want to watch. Oh, people on Specs Text Line saying, same move. Same move, right? Yep. Just like the walls of Jericho. Like, walls of Jericho, and he called it the Lion Heart at one point, or Lion Tamer, and the Boston Crab. It's all kind of the same move that, with the bending the legs back. And Who all else that. did that? Um... There's a few different people that would do like a Boston crab. Not as a, I can't think of anybody that did it as an absolute signature. So it's kind of, that's why it's got linked onto him. But a lot of guys would do that over the years. Okay. Somebody's going to let us know about a Boston crab expert uh, that's out there. Yeah. All right. So um, we got a lot going on today. And I have also just been notified that we also have a little Big 12 championship game watch party for you on Saturday morning. If you're out and about, want to get by and watch the game, uh, up at Anchor Bar in Round Rock is where the watch party will be. So either wear your purple to support one of those teams, or maybe you wear your burnt orange or your maroon or whatever and just walk in and be annoying. Either way. Uh, Anchor Bar in Round Rock for that one. 11 o'clock is the kick for... Kansas State, TCU, Georgia, LSU is at 3 o'clock. The Big Ten and ACC games are in the evening. And, of course, Pac-12 is Friday evening. Tomorrow evening is USC with their chance to probably get into the playoff if they can just get 
a win. Uh, speaking of the playoff, we'll talk about that expansion after I remind you that uh, Texas and Creighton come up tonight at 6, 5.30 pregame. So if you're a fan of that Longhorn Blitz podcast and Longhorn Weekly, no Longhorn Weekly tonight. You had the Chris Beard version earlier in the week. And um, also, uh, if you're into the Longhorn Blitz podcast, you got the first version of it last night. We normally give you a replay on Thursday nights, so that'll be at 9 o'clock or so tonight after basketball. But you can also go to horns247.com to access that podcast anywhere you get your podcast to find the Longhorn Blitz podcast. Also coming up this hour, you got a World Cup report coming from our man Glenn Davis talking about Mexico's exit from the World Cup way earlier than they are normally out of things. Uh, And it did cost somebody their job. All right. Uh, so let's talk a little CFP expansion here. Zay, this is one of the stories that it baffles me why it's taken this long. It baffles me why the people that are confused are confused. And finally, though, apparently the last little hurdle we needed was the Rose Bowl to agree to something. Right. I don't even know exactly what it is. I'm not going to go over some nerdy level of the Rose Bowl agrees that in alternate years when it's not a semifinal, whatever. The Rose Bowl needed to agree to something. They did mainly because this great, this my new favorite group in college sports is the chancellors and presidents. Because they all of a sudden have grabbed a hold of the sword, they have pulled it out of the sheath, and they are (laughs) swinging, boys. They are swinging and using their power. And this time, Zay, they threatened the granddaddy of them all. Hey, um, if you guys don't agree to this, you can't be a part of the next deal. Okay? You just think on it. We'll be over here. And the Rose Bowl was forced to, you know, acquiesce a little bit because there's no way they can guarantee the Rose Bowl anything. Hey, we don't know what the next deal is. We just know you wouldn't be a part of it. Okay, cool. We're going to go grab a cheeseburger. Just come see, <laughs> come see us if you need. And eventually the Rose Bowl backed down. So what this means is now we get – we were going to get an expanded playoff in 26 – but now they've backed it up two years, and we're going to get an expanded playoff in 24 and 25 and then keep on going. Pretty yeah, exciting. Finally. I mean, I wish it was 2023. Like, let's do this as soon as possible. But we know that they don't do things like that. And, yeah, it's been a long time coming. I mean, we've been preaching this for a long while, and they're finally making moves. And if it were to happen <laughs> – this year, we would have number five Ohio State versus number 12 Washington. Like, you can't tell me folks wouldn't want to see that. And then we would have number six Alabama versus number 11 Utah. Yep. Clearly, that would shift with championship games this week and all. But yeah, this is exactly what needed to happen. The Rose Bowl did the right thing and they had no choice. But this makes college football better and I'm all for it. And hopefully, we'll get, you know, they'll give us the exact layout of what it was going to be. What we're assuming now, I think this is what the way it's going to be. When the ADs had an opportunity to vote this through and screwed it up, we all had an idea. They laid it out for us about what it was going to be. And you just talked about it the 12 versus fives and everything. That five, six, seven, and eight will host those games. The one question I still have is once you get into that second round, are you going to let, in this case, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC host those games, or are you going to then go to bowl games? Because I feel like that's when they're going to go to bowl games. And if I'm one of those top four, I like that I get the week off, but I don't like that some of my rivals are going to get extra home games as a playoff 
and I've got to go to a neutral. Why? Why don't you like that? That's a little bit because well, you're you're giving somebody their home field advantage. I know it's one more game they have to play, but you're not playing them if you're the top four. No, you're, I, you're I, talking about if you're in the top four. I'm saying if I'm in the top shoes. four. So, so I'm Michigan right now. You're going to tell me that I do get the week off as a reward, and I'll that's cool. But then I don't get to play at my house. I got to go play in a neutral site, whereas Ohio State gets to bring somebody to Columbus and, yeah. and get extra gate, extra attention, extra opportunity to win. And I, th- I think that's where the bowl money comes in. Because they're at home. I think that's where the bowl money comes in. Because you get money for going to these bowls and all types of that's fixings true. and stuff like that. So I think that's what they're going to put on the table. I don't, I, I feel, you're going to get money for the games at home and stuff, but it's a different type of money. And you're right. I, I think that will be kind of where it separates. But I, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I mean, especially <laughs> especially if you're a petty team like Michigan, I wouldn't want to see Ohio State playing on their home field, which will, might give them momentum because right. you might be coming off a bye, be a step back because, you know, you've taken a week off. So you might be a little rusty in the first quarter. So I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and, and if they do it the right way, it's not like Michigan would be facing Ohio State because no. I'm, I'm assuming what you'd do is you'd take the 8-9 and they would play the – one seed, and then the seven ten, which would be Tennessee hosting K State. Then they'd go to Michigan uh, or go to whatever the game Michigan would be in. So that's one little detail that we'd have to to double check on. But and somebody points out on the Specs text line, the twenty three bowl games have already been agreed to, so they cannot be changed. That may very well be the case. But we will get apparently an expanded playoff in twenty four and twenty five. You can let us know what you think of it. Specs text line three three seven. 3776. Uh, a couple of, of layers to this. There's a large group of people, large group, that love to talk about regular season and how it'll be meaningless if you go to a playoff and all these things and how games will be meaningless and things. I would just point out, let's look at the teams as they are right now. Kansas State, Utah, Clemson are all about to, all three of those teams are in the lower part of the playoff right now, and they're all about to play in conference title games. Can't I argue that they're playing to get in? What if they got whipped? Couldn't they slip? Of course they could slip. Yeah. What if Carolina whips Clemson? Clemson would get a third loss. They'd be 10-3, and and they're number nine. They're the nine seed right now. Could they slip past 12? Yeah, maybe. Uh, And for teams higher than that, Zay, maybe you're playing to keep your bye versus playing to have to play immediately the next week. I think there's all those things in play. Plus, I think the biggest insult when people do that, when they say, well, you're going to mean the regular season's not going to mean anything. They said that sitting in Columbus. I couldn't believe it. With the stadium behind them, David Pollack and a couple other people said, well, then if you do that, like this game means nothing. What did you just say? Did you just say Michigan and Ohio State will mean nothing? That game will always mean something. They could be winless and it'll mean something. What are you talking about? Of course it's going to mean something. It's the bragging rights of the game, but it's also positioning like we have now. One will be positioned better than the other, just like we have in the NFL, which has a great playoff system. I see people, Buckeye Nation, going off on C.J. Stroud because in his presser, he was kind of nonchalant about losing to Michigan, saying this game doesn't define us. Mm. He said something along those lines. And Buckeye fans lost it. Like, they lost it. They're, like, they're like, okay, well, 
Good riddance. Have a good time in the NFL, dog. You lost back-to-back years here at Ohio State. You're going to be a top-five pick. In our eyes, what'd you really do? Mm. So that's, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's very ignorant to say that. That Ohio State-Michigan will never be a game. That will always be a game. The regular season will always matter. It will be interesting what the championship week will look like. Because I guess if, let's say if you're TCU right now, and you lose. Right. Well, because remember, the way they set it up the first time, that's a great point. The way they set it up the first time was the top six, the top six ranked conference champions are getting in automatically. Okay. That's not bad. So that would tell a TCU, if you lose to K-State and slip, we don't know. Yeah. We can't necessarily promise you something. That's at least the way they set it up. Some people are pissed. Because that might mean a extra game. A, a group, no, a group of five might end up as one of those six teams. But, but hey, if they're that good, they're that good. But that team, like let's say a group of five is Ohio State, who doesn't have to play in a championship game, and they bump up because TCU lost, and they have to play an extra game, and they already did because they just played a championship. So Ohio State basically gets two bye weeks. And then TCU would have to play two. And this is obviously no, that's a, yeah. if they had a 12-team playoff. Yeah. Like, that will be something they'll have to deal with because I don't think that's quite fair at all. That isn't it. I hadn't thought of the two straight weeks, but you're right. Teams like Ohio State and Bama are sitting there, and they will not play this week. And then theoretically, if something happened to slip them up into that top four seeding, they would then get two straight weeks where they're not playing. Yeah and get a little extra rest, and that other team is playing a championship game and then going and then slotting back down to play in the first round. Yeah, we don't know how long they'll give. How long do you think they'll give them from championship week to next week we start the playoffs? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, do you – Will they give them, like, will it be next week to week or will everybody get a bye? Like, how how's that work? Because you know how much – they get way too much time for these bowl games, like the practices, the three weeks and stuff. I think that's a little but. Yeah, because next Saturday is Army-Navy, and that's the only big-time game that's on. So would you just go ahead and start games then? I mean, they're doing – you know, the FCS playoffs have already begun – so I, mean, I would. Is that what you do? Maybe. I, I don't think you want to compete with the NFL as much as possible, right? I would. Yeah, I would go. To me, I would get right into it. But yeah, you then, ha- well, yeah, you have to. That's the other part we're going to have to find out. So expanded playoffs coming 24 and 25. Thank you. Uh, thank you, presidents and chancellors. I don't know why it took you this long to figure it out. I don't know why you just started counting all the money that you're not making, but thank you for that. Uh, apparently, we are going to get that expanded playoff a little bit sooner so we'll talk more about that coming up jeff howe joins us at 105 brian jones of cbs sports at 205 up next it is the crap bag i've taken a good long look at army and navy's uniforms for next week i will tell you what they're doing and all the details they hit on the horn Getting December started on this Thursday. Little, uh, okay, so this, this, it is Fleetwood Mac, correct? Correct. 
And this <clears throat> this is Thunder Only Happens When It's This song is called Dreams? Correct. Okay, there it is. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, who suffered a, uh, a very sad loss yesterday. Christine McVie died yesterday. Uh, a lot of Fleetwood Mac folks and music fans sad about that. So Fleetwood Mac and the police getting us started today. It was a sad story yesterday in the world of music. And no, I did not kill Christine McVie. And no, I didn't kill Gaylord Perry either. 84 years old. Sad to hear that story. Gaylord Perry, first pitcher to win a Cy Young in both leagues. Man. Man was nasty. Some would say at times he was too nasty with that spitball. But anyway, Gaylord Perry, he got to the Hall of Fame with that spitball. And now he is dead at the age of 84. Rest in peace to the great Gaylord Perry. Uh, Tonight, it is that Texas basketball team. Will they be great again against Creighton, an experienced team in some areas, definitely a team that's going to play their starters, and as we've talked about, hit their threes if you let them take those threes. We'll see if they're good at the Moody Center or not, but they shoot 38% as a team, and as we pointed out, four of their five starters shoot 42% or better from three, including this big seven foot one dude, Kalkbrenner, who shoots 43%. Yo, don't be scared to take it to him. I know he was a defensive player of the year in the Big East. I know he's 7-1, but, yeah, you got to go climb that tree. You got to go right up his chest, physical, mm-hmm. and, yeah, he'll, he'll he'll go back a little bit. He's not the biggest 7-footer. They list him at 256. He ain't no 256. He oh, ain't okay. that. He might be 230 or something. He, I don't see no 256. I wrote down 260. Somebody gave him 260. I don't no? see that. They no, being no. real lenient over there in Nebraska. Okay. I don't see that because that, if that's the case, that African brother for Arizona is about 320 if that's the case because he made him look like a little man uh-huh. Uh-huh. in Hawaii last week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Texas and Creighton, 6 o'clock tip tonight. All right, let's get into the crab bag here. We'll talk Army-Navy uniforms and one in the NFL too. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So two of these you can see this next week, a week.